Yo, yo, yo. It's another podcast from the Press X crew. boop boop doop boop boop doop boop boop Starting the way we used to. boop 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 Pressx.com that use the website that we're doing stuff for. Yes. And this is the podcast. Sure. Well, that website. And it's that the end it of the year. Almost. This is probably, I'm assuming it'll be our this last podcast our last before, the before the new year kicks in and we, you know, whatever 2012 is supposed to bring. Horror, Doom. Terror. Well, the end of the world, apparently. Mayans. Nah, I think, I think they've, they've recanted, haven't they? And set they a new revised mind. date. A new revised date. Well, if, if it doesn't end, then they'll probably... Can't sell books if the world's going to end. Nostradamus was on hiatus, man. Yeah, I think so. All right, so you welcome. Ah, uh, I'm Nick. I'm Kurt. And I was taking a sip, but I'm Ben. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us for the last one. A um, couple of things we're going to go through. Probably we're looking at doing best of the best of the best of the best, sir, for this year. What's that from? I, uh, I have no idea. I have absolutely best no idea. Best, sir. I thought you were just uh, spazzing. Oh, uh, it's like an army thing. Yeah, you yeah. Because yeah. you, you are the best of the best. Um, I, I know what you're referencing. Yeah. Men in Black, that's what it is. That's one. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Men in Black. Well, did we talk about? Way? Did we talk about it last time? No, we did not. Men in Black 3 trailer? We, Looking good. Yeah, it came out just after the episode uh, was recorded. Yeah, okay. I was, I was okay. very quiet last episode. You know, so quiet <laughs> that you don't, I don't think you said anything. No, no, it was pretty quiet. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was really good. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to another Men in Black. Yeah, well, it's been a while since the last one. So yeah. yeah. I don't mind one. I... Will Smith hasn't made a big budget movie in a while, so... Yeah, what was his last one? His year of 2009, was I am it? the year? Yeah. Because that's what I was thinking, and that was... And then, well, then there was that, that one with his kid, where he's a lawyer or something um, like that. At the Pursuit of Happiness. That's happiness. the one. I don't yeah. think he was a lawyer. Um, it was a something. Maybe he was no, self, he was self-representation. No, I think the... I, 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 haven't seen it, but by the trailers, because yeah. we can judge a movie by that. I believe he was Shockhand. fighting to get himself a job so he could support his son okay. because they were, you know. Okay, maybe, well, I know he, I saw the movie. It was really good. Yeah. He was um, doing like an internship, but that's some right. place maybe it was a law firm. But he was uh, selling weird X-ray machines. Right. But uh, yeah, that was a good the movie. Weird cut. But uh, he he did seven pounds as well after that. That's right. Yeah. That was meant to be fantastic. Once again, another film I haven't seen. Yeah. Also by the same director as Pursuit of Happiness. And oh, okay. Yeah, pretty good too. Struggle and uh, Homeless Man. There you go. Just anyway. like me. Yeah, but um, <laughs> what job did you have? I uh, didn't check. I just closed it. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it Alas, we will never we know. We will Something possibly law related or yes. not. So, it was a big year for gaming, I believe. Decently well, big Well, year. I mean, like gaming's our most prominent yeah, discussion. So, maybe we leave it to the end. We'll, uh, uh, yeah, no, I wasn't. I, wasn't, I, was just, I was summing things up in advance. So. Yep, yep. I think... Um, Everything except but for also, movies and TV say, shows was big. Movies, it's, it was an alright year. Nah, it nah. If you go back and have a look, it's pretty I, I average. I did have a look. I, there was, I have, I have there the was top a... 10 uh, sales-wise here. Yeah. Go from 10 at the bottom, Rio. Uh, didn't see Number it. 9 was Cars 2. Didn't see it. Yeah, number 8 that. was that The was Smurfs. So just yeah. qualified. The, the Smurfs was in the top 10 movies of yeah, this but, year. Yeah, but this is like money grossing. Yeah, yeah but I mean, like even last year, money-wise, it was good. In fact, technically, I think The King's Speech came out this year. Yeah, it did. And it's, you know, not even close to these money-making... Yeah, but kids go to these... Yeah, all, these all the top three yeah. movies that you mentioned are family movies, which... Yeah, okay. They've got... Oh, wow, well, well keep, keep your pants on, buddy. Right. Uh, number seven was The Hangover 2. I think mean, that's yeah. very kid That's what that was. Film. That yeah. was the highest... But, you know, this year we had time. stuff like Black Swan as well. There was there was some decent... No, Black Swan was certainly last year. No, in Australia it was February. Uh, yeah. Ah, Australia, February. Okay. okay. So, yeah, we, we had some... You know, it was an all right year. So, number six... You go. 
Fast Five, number five, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part One, number four, Kung Fu Panda Two. Wow, I didn't see that. I really should. I really like the Kung Fu Pandas. Uh, number three was Pirates of the Caribbean on Strange Tides. Number two, Transformers: Dark Dark of the Moon. Yeah. And number one, Harry Potter Part Two. Okay, so there was some deep. There was a lot of sequels to big franchises this year. Yep. But that's the same with every year since they seem to be annualizable anyway. Yeah, I think I think the gold the gold shined through. Yeah, so, so shone the, shone yeah, through. There were some good films this year. You know, there was a couple of underrated ones that won't be on the list like that, like Red Dog, a good Aussie film came out this year. It had been a while since we had like a nice true blue Aussie film, stuff like that. And if we go by US release dates, then Black Swan was last year because it was December 3rd. Yeah, last but we're year. in Australia and it's yeah. an Australian <laughs> podcast for an Australian website, so we go by Australian release dates. But it's international. Yeah, but we can't see it on American release dates, so we can only see it I saw here. it this year. Unless yeah, so you I are legally it. downloading movies, Nicholas. Um, <laughs> no, well, you go by international official release date, I'm pretty sure it would have been released somewhere at we're that point in Australia. Yeah, that's right. We're the Australians. Um... We're gonna, we're, that out. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to uh, come up with like a crappy like uh, award name for the press X podcast. Like the, the X's, uh, the triple X's. Is <laughs> it so good? We give them three awards. Yeah. All right, yeah. that sounds like a plan. I don't think it will be misleading. Actually, why the um, fuck do they release a movie like Black Swan or any movie like three months later in another country? Because it was released February 11 in the UK. Yeah. Why leave it that long? Unless it went. To, it was unless it was originally like a can film. Like Cannes Film Festival or a Montreal Film I think Festival. It was. It was the Venice Film Festival. So it might have been released then and counted that as its international official launch. But didn't no, 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 no. US, because okay. Venice is Venice. Mm. It says United States release was that day because oh, Venice was September 1. Right. I, I really find it odd that they do that. Well, it used to be back in the day that we get movies like half a year. Well, that's yeah, because like, uh, it was rolling times and things yeah, like that. They yeah. hadn't but, I mean, it, it could have been the kind of thing it wanted to, they wanted to qualify for a Golden Globe Award or something like yeah. that because certainly... Uh, and did win those. And things. sometimes these movies also in America are only released in selected cinemas. It's officially been released in America and it's only in selected cinemas to a few showings to get, as you said, into an awards ceremony. And then it doesn't actually hit the cinemas till later on for general public. Yeah. And certainly um, Mission Impossible came out this week and that got released in Australia a week earlier than America. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, sometimes... It just seems frustrating to me because it... Negates my opinion and negates my <laughs> negates my uh, because it made me wrong. My wrong, aggressive bitch. point that I'm pushing forward. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I hate to wait for that kind of stuff as well. But we get that with games and music occasionally. It's getting well. better. Not yeah. games so much. I think I can't. Most games are pretty much universally released at the same occasionally time. Occasionally, we're it's only maybe it's by pretty a couple rare, of and it's days. pretty pretty shit stuff anyway. Yeah. That gets and well, and usually, always. it might be only by a couple of days. We're first usually as well, aren't we? Well, for things like um, Catherine and the Metal Gear collection, they're not coming out till. Next year, which yeah, well, I guess I guess these these purely uh, something like Catherine was a, was very much a purely Japanese orientated game. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm just saying that you know that's a high yeah, well, yeah. profile title, which yeah, is still that's delayed. The, the occasional movie gets delayed for us occasional oh. games. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunately, like, the, again, yeah. Tales of Abyss, which I've mentioned like, yeah. every podcast for the last yeah. four episodes, having not played it, yeah. that's still not out in America. So yeah, and and in the end, you know, we could have hoped that Australia, the movie, got you know delayed by eternity, but it didn't. So, um, but yeah, no, <laughs> so, <laughs> what a joke! <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, you know, we've, I, don't, I don't like that guy. Anyway. This is what we missed from last week's episode. He made one good movie, um, but movie. I think in the end, we we can sort of look at it. It's been a pretty good year for entertainment entertainment channel there's been a lot of good stuff well it's it's forgettably good which is the problem i think yeah. that uh that certainly I've, I've forgotten about a lot of stuff that came out 
across yeah. the board. So that's probably not a great sign for the year. Yeah. I'll just list a few that you haven't mentioned. Drive was that's definitely one of my favorite movies. Oh well, I was just I was just saying the top ten release. I think we were going to go through what we okay. personally like. Well, so should we start with movies? Do you reckon movies is the way to start on the movies topic? Yeah. Well, I guess it depends because I think probably TV shows is going to be our shortest because it's pretty hard to nail right, down. Well, that's a teaser for movies. Let's move to TV. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of I know it's a lot of podcasts do a thing where each person votes and then they read out the voting yeah, list together. That. The problem is we're so different in our opinions and the problem is we Everyone gets one we vote. would watch so <laughs> differently uh, across the board that someone would vote something number one that would be number three because their number one preference or we can just is say rated higher room. than two number five preferences and it wouldn't work because like, I think we might double up on two, three things each time so it would be it'd be just a shit fight every time. But that's okay. We can have our individual picks for the year. So that's the easiest way to go about it. Let's just, for TV, uh, I reckon it's going to be harder, but I reckon we start with new TV shows. What started this year, season ones. Mm-hmm. Because... Nothing for me. We, we know it's going to be, we're going to list community. We know we're going to list all of that sort of stuff. I don't know if we're going to list community No, this but year. you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> the usual, there's always going to be the usual stuff, but there's actually been a few new shows this year. Once again, as you said, a bit forgettable. It kind of went and gone. You know? I can't name them. Oh, honestly, had, I don't think I've watched yeah. any new TVs. Well, straight shows off the year. bat, we've got Terra Nova started this year. I've been really enjoying it. It'll be on my list. Uh, Suits came out this year. That was another great one. Franklin and Bash. Ben's favourite Whitney came out this year. <laughs> Um, one of my favorite TV shows is actually, I've just found came out this year, I've, um, but I didn't actually realize that it started, like sort of started. I had a show a few years ago called Three Sheets, which I really loved. It was a drinking show with this guy, Zane Lamprey that went around the world and tried out different drinking cultures and hangover cures and stuff. And he's actually rebooted the show on a different network called Drinking Made Easy. Um, and that's launched and it's fucking awesome. Um, and on top of that, it's a drinking. It's a show about drinking that is its own drinking game. So throughout the the show, you can sit there and watch it with friends and play a drinking game. So what's the show called? Uh, drinking made easy. Okay, I'm sure, it's phenomenally popular. It's actually why did it ever get cancelled in the first place? Uh, no, no, three. No, they moved networks and they couldn't keep the name. So yeah, but there, there's been some sort of uh, new shows that have come out this year. I've been watching, you know, my way through a lot, but yeah well just having a look at uh, the list that you've brought up American Horror Story is probably the best new one that I've actually been watching um, and well there hasn't been much of it released in Australia I think oh they've shown the first Ooh. six or so episodes it's made by Ryan Murphy for anyone who's not familiar with the guy who did Nip Tuck and Glee yep and it's like really dark and messed up every it's supposed episode. to be easy I think he wanted to make the opposite of what Glee is of what, yeah what Glee is was well, back on I think it's FX in America which is the channel that Nip Tuck was on which is always a pretty messed up show so if you've seen any of that you can kind of gauge a little of what to expect it's, it kind of stands up the typical American horror movies or the American horror genre in general into a TV show a show that actually kind of worked in America which we've already had for a long time but they did Wilfred US um, which supposedly has actually been doing quite well over we had um uh, Elijah, Elijah Wood, Wood. yeah, yeah. I, I watched a few of the Australian one, um, and that was pretty funny. I haven't watched any of the American ones as well, but it's cool to see an Australian yeah show like that with the original dude. Yeah, exactly. Get an American adaptation and be uh, semi-successful. Yes. Yeah. The hardest part about doing TV for us is the fact that a lot of these shows have only just started showing in Australia or aren't showing in Australia, while they're all showing in the US and they're second season deep and things like that. Yeah. So we're... Um, no, a lot of these shows are actually coming to Foxtel now. Yeah, I, know, like, I understand like, that. But I mean, I mean, yeah. like overall, I'm just talking an yeah. overall grand scheme idea. Like my main uh, example is Walking Dead. It still hasn't been released in Australia. There is a prospective 2012 
coming forward, but they're going to have to wait for another eight episodes to air in the US before it does. So well, I, think it, I think it's finally out on DVD here, which is uh, at least yeah. something. What really? Surprised- I, don't, I don't know how it could be. It has, has not a single episode has been shown, and I think legally they're not allowed to release anything. It, that it depends, been- but if they haven't bought it, then yeah, yeah there's the sure it's- well, no, no, no. Um, Foxtel do own the rights to it, oh, from okay. what I've seen. Um, but certainly, even shows like Suits, which I was really amazed, got picked up by Foxtel straight off the bat and ran pretty much live with America. But um, I guess that's that's a it's a a very much a tried and true. It was a Boston legal formula. It's it's exactly. It's it's a it's a legal drama and legal drama legal drama slash comedy was it. So they'll buy it. But something that's comedies don't always get bought. Things like Always Sunny in Philadelphia wasn't bought until seven seasons in or something like that or six seasons in. No, no, it was on uh, even I think Foxtel year and a half ago. Channel Nine had it on. No, it has not been. Oh, that's it. Hundred percent sure. Channel nine or channel ten or one of the free to wear networks had it a very long time ago. Because when I first started dating my ex, it was on in the background. No, no. Um, that's how I found. <laughs> I saw it one night late. It was on midnight or something way back yeah. in the day, and saw an episode of it and was just like, "What the hell is this?" And it was pre Danny DeVito being on the show, so it was definitely on a long time ago on free to wear because my ex never didn't have Foxtel, so it had to be on free to wear. Um, and that's how I actually got introduced to that show and quite enjoyed it. Yeah, so there's been a, quite a few shows that have been coming out this year. And certainly, if we're going to choose, say, one or two to sort of pick out as being the, if you haven't seen it, check it out. I'll definitely put forward Terranova and Suits as the two shows I recommend giving a go. I'm guessing you're going to say American Horror Story best. Yeah, I think American Horror Story, of what I can, what comes to mind at the moment is the best one. I've only seen, again, like four or five episodes, but I'm... Enjoying that one. And Terranova is good, but I wouldn't put it in my top. But out of the new shows like uh, that have aired here yeah. that I have seen, uh, those are probably the best two. For me, it's pretty hard because I don't actually watch that much TV. I have liked Always Sunny. Unfortunately, I'd probably put forward Survivor just because it's incredible. But um, I think my show of the year would well, have Survivor to be... finale tonight. Exactly. We'll have to get uh, to that next. I think it's I think it's like a like an eight hour episode. <laughs> Better be. <laughs> uh, but I think that probably my show of the year will be um, that we haven't talked about it, Parks and Recreation. Yeah, I'm by far Parks and Recreation. It'd be by far the best show I've watched. Parks and Recreation has been consistently funny for the last couple of seasons, which is great. Yeah, yeah, um, very much so. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still can't get into Parks and Recreation, but uh, I've everyone I know seems to like it. So uh, yeah. I'd still say, yeah, check it out. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Parks and Rec. And, uh, yeah, just quickly, Misfits is another one, which is mm. a UK... It's a superhero show about kids who get superpowers, and it's kind of like a crossover between heroes and skins would be the best cool. way to describe it. And that show's just been very funny, and, uh, yeah, I'm glad that they're doing another season. Breaking Bad is another one that I've loved. Yeah. I'm a season behind watching that one on DVD, so haven't seen the new season, but every... Everything that I hear is, you know, as good as, well, you know, keeps up that streak. And uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, that show is just still so funny. It's exactly my kind of humour from uh, Larry David, who did Seinfeld and all that kind of stuff. So there's been some great comedies this last couple of uh, years, which yeah. I'm thankful for. All right. Well, I guess we'll go back to movies. Sort of what was our sort of standout movies of the year? 
We've sort of mentioned some of the ones that came out, unless you guys want to mention some of the ones that we may have missed. Oh, there's, well, there's plenty we missed. Yeah, yeah. That are worth mentioning. <laughs> there was a lot of trash in there. No, there's plenty like, we missed that were definitely worth Knight mentioning. Shark 3D and... That was my pick of the year. <laughs> what are you talking about? It was Sharks and 3D. I don't know what more you want, really. Uh, going back to Walking Dead, DVD is going to be released March 8th. In Australia, oh, uh, maybe it got delayed or something, but uh, at least at least it's coming out and it doesn't look like yeah, they're I, I don't, it I, soon, I, I so. honestly don't think you could they're allowed to release shows before they've aired if they're owned. And I, I, I know that Foxtel is has has set a date that they will start airing from what I know. It would all Last, just, it would all just come down to contract. They might actually have a deal with Foxtel to say, We're gonna sell the DVDs because you didn't pick us up early enough, you can still show it on TV and get your revenue. But it's already going to sale. It, it will all come down that way. Anyway, I think Australia needs to pick up their game on TV shows. I think uh, every, everyone in all the industry seem to just avoid the internet as realistic and they forget that people can get anything off the internet they want. So they need to pick up their game and sort well, of play by the internet's rules now. It's, it's a change game. I don't think they forget. that When you mentioned Walking Dead last time, I was trying to find more information on uh, airing in Australia. And the article that I found said that they were having meetings with Foxtel trying mm. to yeah, pitch well. this show to them and hopefully air seasons one and two before season three started so they would be caught up by the time season three starts airing, yeah. which that could still happen, but again, we haven't heard anything, so uh, hopefully that... Yeah. So I don't mind if it's aired on free-to-air TV or, or it's aired on pay TV because it, it's it just means we have a date where we will get it. Yeah. And it means... It will be released on DVD, whether it's a little bit later or because, like right now, there's just now there's a date, but you know, six months ago there was wasn't happening. Well, you can always import the DVDs. It's not that hard yeah. anymore. Just Amazon, that stuff's pretty free. Yeah, available. true. Yeah, a lot of it gets sent across, which is. But if they're not going to play by the by the viewing games, then people are just going to buy it online. Wow, looking through the free the list of uh, movies from this year, there's been. A whole heap that I've forgotten about that were actually really, really good. Told you, it's uh, it's it's been a a good slash forgettable year. I I think I, I think I know my winning movie for this year, okay, um, which is uh, Justin Bieber, Never Say Never. I was <laughs> going to say you beat me to it. <laughs> no, no, there's been there's been some great ones. Um, up there amongst some of my favourites, me and Ben went to see uh, The Hangover Two when we were in San Francisco. That we did and loved it, and I've watched it again since and. It hasn't actually sort of... It's not one of those ones where you see it the first time and they go, oh, I won't need to see that again. Everything from that to, uh, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, Red Dog, which was a uh, great Aussie film. Limitless, I really liked. Speaking of, well, another Bradley Cooper film as such. Yeah, he got around this year. Yeah, he did get around this year. You know, there was there was quite a, a few good films out there, I guess. Rise of the Planet of the Apes, I think, was one that, that was definitely was definitely up there. there. Yeah, that was fantastic. I actually liked Transformers... Darker Dark, Moon. Dark Moon. I still think of Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, it's a weird time. Um, that was good. I bought, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a Transformers fan. Well, I don't know whether you saw... Well, I think old Transformers is a little different to new Transformers overall, but um, no, I just mean cartoon. Yeah, The cartoon course. stuff is like... I grew uh, up on it. Yeah. It's just so odd how, how different those two things are. Any movies that stuck out for you, Ben, this year? One that I really wanted to mention was Super, which it, I saw it at the film festival here. And it's available on DVD and Blu-ray in America, which I imported just because I liked it so much. It's with Rain Wilson from The Office, and he plays like a vigilante superhero. Cool. And that was a really funny, like, action comedy, I guess. It's got Ellen Page from Juno and Inception and all those things. She's in it as well. And that was, 
yeah, like a really surprisingly good movie. It's by, I think his name is James Gunn, and he did <clears throat> Slither. And oh, okay. Right. So it's, it's pretty uh, violent and... I can imagine. Yeah, a lot more than you'd maybe expect from that semi-comedy yeah, action from yeah. Then the trailer makes it look especially. Right. But uh, yeah, I think that's definitely one that's worth checking out, and I think it's still supposed to get a theatrical release here. Okay. Um, even if it is a limited release, then I recommend checking that one out for sure. I don't know whether you saw, but there was a graph that showed Michael Bay films and how much money they've made, and the correlation between how much money they made and how many explosions there were. Right. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Which the had the more explosions, the more money, and there's a dip during Bad Boys 2 and Pearl Harbor where yeah. there wasn't as many explosions, Ooh. and then it picks back up for the Transformers series. Interesting. Yeah. Doesn't so surprise me. quite an interesting graph. Michael, a lot of people, uh, Michael Bay has always been a big director, but he's actually sort of become a brand in himself in his more later years where people see a Michael Bay film being listed and they go, sweet, it's going to be full of action and all the rest, and he does it. Given that a lot of his films, they tend to stay away from, you know, nudity and sex and all that sort of stuff, and they're just pure action for a lot of their films, and they still do exceptionally well, whereas... And it, it's just become a brand. If you see a Mike, that Michael Bay is doing a film, you know it's just going to be, screw the storyline, let's just go watch the big explosion sort of films. And I think that's what it's come down to. It's, he is the call of duty of the movie world. Exactly what he is. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting for him to do an experiment with Transformers 4, just put a few less explosions in, see how it's it does. boobs. <laughs> well, I can, Transformers 4 is not going to make as much money. I wouldn't have thought if they go for a fourth. Yeah. Uh, I can imagine it's, it's got a dip. It's got a four at some point, and I think Transformers 3 was certainly much... It wasn't as well-received as the other two, and I think it actually made less money than the yeah, second. wouldn't surprise me. I don't me. think it did, actually. Mm, okay, I thought it did. All right, All right uh, what about you? Um, what stood out this year? Uh, there's, there's a few. I think this year was a bit on and off for me. Um, as well, there were a lot of movies I wanted to see. I didn't actually get around to seeing a lot of them. Really, it comes down to movies like Bridesmaids, which I thought was great, and Moneyball, those sort of movies that I did see are the ones I can really talk about. So I'm not sure I'm as well averse to really talk about what movies were great this year. But really, I think you know, Harry Potter was probably one of the better films. It's sort of Harry Potter's been there since I started reading it in primary school. So I was the age of Harry when the books were written. Yeah. So Harry's been my age throughout his entire life and the last book he was my age when it ended and it's just it's just there for me and I thought it was a very very good representation of the the book and a lot of the scenes in the movie were reflected in what I saw in my head yeah right. good and good I think I think it's hard to you could say that's because they've had movies before but um uh, the earlier movies certainly aren't great probably number three is where it picks up and I guess she was. She's just a really good writer compared to. You look at the Twilights; aren't very well written. Harry Potter's are very well written. She's actually quite a good writer on her own. For me, it was just the fact that I was um, being a couple of years older than you guys. I literally just missed it by a couple of years. Like my sister read, you know, all the Harry Potters and watched all the movies and all the rest. But when it first came out, it was just that little bit too, probably too late for me. Like the attitude of, you know, I was just moving on a bit too far to go to the whole wizards. Thing. And, I, and I'm not putting down the books in any way. It was just for when it was released, I, I just missed it at that point. I, I can imagine they're fantastic and I, and I wouldn't doubt them for a second because there's no way you can make the kind of numbers that those movies and books get in sales. It's just, yeah. So you didn't watch or read any of them? Nope. Wow. You got some uh, catching up to do. Yeah. <laughs> Stayed away from Twilight as well. Um, that's, a, that's a little different. That's and a... the Da Vinci Code, which was that year's big, everyone must read. 
Division Cup was okay. It was it was just ooh, but it was it that was just it was that year's easy big reading. thing as well. You know, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Okay. The, 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 I thought the movie was fairly well done. I think Angels and Demons was uh, a lot better. I think okay. that was a very well done movie. The books are books aren't like he's not he's not a superb writer, but he, he just, yeah. I bases to, it on almost yeah. truths and works I, out I, right. I tend to stay away from those like each year's sort of book of the year sort of thing just because by the time I actually get well, I mean you don't, you don't read very much so oh, I, I, read, <laughs> I tend to stay uh, away from the book of the year and all other books <laughs> yeah well I'm like I'm just, just looking at your shelves there's not, not terribly many new books up there yeah no like I, I tend to read a lot of older books anyway but the thing I tend to find is um, by the time I get round to you know the this year's book of the year it's been so hyped that by the time I actually read the damn thing I'm like ah uh, plus, I, I really like cyberpunk and and all the rest. So, and it's that's not a genre that yeah. most people read. Not, not so. to not to put you down or anything, but I think you you're not as likely to be willing to read everything from a wide array of books. You like what you like, and no. you're gonna stick to it. No, I, I, I that, that that's right. I found I found the genre that or the genres. I should books say. are a, books are a big commitment, and if you're not if if you're not. Uh, a book lover of any variety if you are yeah. very much you like what you like yeah. it's hard to invest potentially six months in a book yeah uh, the, the biggest problem I've always found with it is I've been burnt too many times I guess is the way to do it like I know I like my uh, cyberpunk I know I like my fantasy I, I like my sci-fi stuff like that I've tried other things people said read this read that and I didn't enjoy them, and and it's not that I'm going to be com I'm completely closed minded to other books. It's just I've got a shit ton of cyberpunk stuff. It, it's hard. It's hard to read. Hard to read other stuff when you've got stuff you know you like that's there. Yeah, well, that's it. I've still got. And you like, know, I, there there are thousands of books I could read that I will love. Yeah, I'd rather read something I'd love I've, than take a gamble. I've got nine more books to get through just before I can start giving James back half of his books. One of my friends who reads the same sort of stuff as me, because every time he finishes one, he drops it on my pile to read. And that guy can seriously read a book a night, thick book a night, with no problem whatsoever. So I guess uh, that's the reason why I didn't really get into the Harry Potters and, and all the rest of them, because it's just this week's book of the month or this year's book of the year. Just It's it's too far down my back catalogue of stuff to read. Fair enough. Well, I definitely enjoyed the, the last Harry Potter movie as well. And uh, yeah, I thought it was a good conclusion to those uh, series. It was very well worked. And I think it, it is good watching them together. I think the releasing them a year apart did harm what it was whereas yeah. if it was released one and then a couple of months later the other one was released and you could watch both in unison it's better but then again that's not going to make you the money well, I yeah. think the, so that's understandable it was why they did it better than the gap between the sixth and the seventh movie because at the start of part one I had no idea what was going on have yeah. to be like is that guy evil I can't and especially because part one starts off fast yeah. there's not as much backstory whereas I think when they got to that stage the books the gaps weren't terribly long plus of course you got the book sitting there and you can read it anytime I guess the people that were in Harry Potter then certainly the books were what was coming whereas the movies are yep seeing the adaptation of the book I loved I'll wait for the next one to come out a, a lot of a lot of movies have done that though like you look at Lord of the Rings where it was broken up year by year released Boxing Day each year that, that's a little that's a little different where they're they're all they're, they're, they're their own film. Yeah. It's not like one ends and the next one's starting. Whereas this one, there's not a, 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 a pre... I think in the second movie, it starts off from the last scene yeah, okay. of the, right. the movie before. Fair enough. So they're, they're kind of meant to be viewed as one film. One film, right. Well, it was one book, so it makes sense. It's just made as a, a money-making grab, really, which is yeah, cool. nasty to say, but the truth. All right. Uh, 
Should we move on to games? Music. Music. Thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) Pop music. Yeah, no, just joking. Uh, I actually can't weigh in on this one because I haven't released it. Oh, actually, no, I take that back. No re releases. Was Turtleneck and Sweater counted as this year? That is this year. Yes, Turtleneck and Chain Chain is this year. All right. Uh, That is the only real new album I listened to this year, so I'll have to put that in my top and in fact i freaking loved it so it was okay but yeah yeah absolutely that's that's my pick of the year is the lonely island album yeah that was a great album we've talked about it it was well done it's a very good album so i guess i I certainly have a top five Uh, just kind of laying down here sorry i'm sure there's a few overlaps between now there 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 will be probably one okay probably one i I doubt there'll be any others and the new food fighters album my mistake yeah, that was yeah. a very good album. Too. Wasting light, that would be on my top five. Uh, my five's a little, little sporadic and a little, little indie and hip because I've, I've probably listened to a couple of hundred albums from this year. I would have thought I listen to most albums that come out just because you know, it's nice to hear music. And I've, I'm not, I certainly don't. I'm not locked into a genre. I listen to absolutely anything. And so, just uh, I got two that are very recent. The older ones, City and Color, Little Hell. And I think a lot of my music this year is very much affected by how that music affected me. And as much as I think there's always been music that can get you pumped up, get you angry, get you happy, there's not music that can have a emotional effect in the way that it, it can make you upset or it can hit close to home to the same extent. I think that's a little different. Certainly, uh, you know, you got you got your breakup songs, you got stuff like that. But the things that are uh, sort of cut deeper than that, I think, because uh, certainly it was City and Colors, there was a certain song for me, where he says, it's like, I'm a jack of all trades, but a master of none. And it kind of cuts pretty close, whereas I think I'm pretty good at a lot of things, but there's certainly nothing I can do that, that there isn't someone I know that's better than me. There's always someone better than me that I know directly close to me. So it's like, gives that sort of certainly emotional effect for me. And that happened with a couple of songs. Uh, Wild Beast Smother was a really good album, came out of nowhere, never heard of the band, got it on a whim, massive effect on me. Iron and Wine, one of my favorite artists, Kiss Each Other Clean was his new album that was really good, very well done. Josh T. Pearson, who did a country album called Last Country Gentleman, very long album, and it's uh, it's a, the album is 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 it goes through his divorce from his wife, and it's it's very 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 hard to listen to, but amazing at the same time because it's 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 a, a song of a failed marriage is 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 just it. It cuts cuts deep. It's very very. That's the country album, yeah. Yeah, it is. I guess that's the, there's country and there's country. It's very hard. It's, I think it's more folk country, which is as much as he's from the south and he's got a southern accent. It's folk music. It's not like I'm down gone country. You know, like, I just like got the, a new entry into like my like like the, like the Toby Keith or something like that. Not that sort of country. And the one we'll overlap on is Childish Gambino. Oh yeah, with Camp, his latest album, which was phenomenal. Yeah, definitely that. I. I'm tempted to say that's my favorite album of the year. Yeah, I think it's it's up there. But I, I there's a lot of other great albums from this year, and I'm sure I could probably name a couple more that you'll have. One of the uh, ones that we have mentioned on the show, Watch the Throne, Jay Z and Kanye. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, um, just yeah, had that on in my car. For, it was great. I think for me, it got overshadowed by a couple of others, but yeah, it was a great album. Yeah, um, uh, the new Chili Peppers album. I'm with you. I was listening to that a lot. It's a bit safe compared to some of their older stuff. Oh, ben. <laughs> you don't approve? Do not approve. Did you listen to it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't approve of post-99 Chili Peppers, really. Oh, okay. The Californication's my favourite album from them. And... You didn't like By the way, album. it was alright. By the way? By the way, it was alright, but the... 
the last few efforts, it's kind of like, it's, it's harsh, so harsh to say, but since Anthony Keaties gave up drugs, he doesn't have that energy anymore. <laughs> There's just not that spark. Well, he's probably also And there were those periods older. where he was on and off, and that was just when he was on and off the drugs, and you know, when he was off the drugs and he was just fresh off the drugs, some of those albums are great, but it's been so long that he's just, I think he's losing his way. Well, it's also a bit of a different sound with the new uh, guitarist as well. Yeah, true. I don't, and I certainly don't. That, that, that style wasn't really for me. Yeah, fair enough. The the Strokes had a new album, which it sounds like The Strokes, but uh, I did enjoy it. A lot of people got really angry about that. Uh, why? I, I don't know. I think they just thought it was short and the same. I wouldn't disagree, but it didn't mean it was bad or anything. Yeah, I, th- I think they're, they're complaining about a popular band making music that they know how to make. Yeah, it, they're not branching out, but uh, if you're a fan of their past stuff, you'll probably like it. And Bad Meets Evil held a sequel, which Eminem and Race to Five. You do love your rap, don't you? Yeah, this year there's been a lot of good rap. It's predominantly what I've been listening to at the moment, I guess. And um, that was a good, very good album. It's 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 a lot of really good, high quality produced rap, which yeah. I think very much stands out to me. Exactly, and just something a bit different. The soundtrack to Hannah, I thought was really good by the Chemical Brothers. Yeah, no, that was a good one. Also, um, I don't know whether anyone, you, I don't know whether you've had a chance to look at it yet, but they have released the soundtrack to uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. No, we talked about it a bit last week. But yeah, we didn't talk about the actual release. It was, it's really good. I've listened through most of it, considering it's three and a bit hours long. Uh, yeah, I think it's right. close to four. I think I've listened to most of it, but not all of it. And um, yeah, impressed, but not as impressed as I was with uh, Social Network soundtrack. So how does the soundtrack go for longer than the movie? I think it's just the, the songs are extended. Of songs, yeah. yeah, yeah it's fine. just extended. Cool, um, cool. All right. I guess we're up to that one. Yeah. The big one. They, uh, as a lot of the professional critics out there are uh, hailing this year being the biggest year of gaming. Are you implying that we're not professional critics? No. Um... Not at all. We are so professional. We went to E3 and Nick went to the EB Expo this year. So we're, we're, we're well up there. I don't know if it was through uh, <laughs> contacts at this um, website. But yeah, so basically um, it's one of those years where there was a lot of good stuff at the start, a lot of good stuff at the end, nothing in the middle. That's per usual. Yeah, a lot of good stuff at the start that I completely forgot about. But looking at a lot of top, the sort of the top 10 and the top lists online, a lot of people have actually forgotten the start of the year, which is a real pity because there were some real gems hidden in there. So well, that always tends to happen. I'll have a, a quick run through just some of the stuff that came out this year. It's probably the easiest way to do it. Maybe to pick out some stuff so, as well that you'll forget. It started off with an MMO. The first game of the year was DCUO, the DC Universe Online. Once again, had promised in takeoff because of World of Warcraft mostly. Uh, we had Little Big Planet 2, Dead Space 2. That was a good game. I completely forgot about that and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I loved that. I played a bit more recently than you. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't play any of the extra stuff. I um, I got through, beat it, got most... Did, didn't play through on the hardest difficulty or do that painful achievement of beating it in under three saves or something yeah, like that. Yeah, probably uh, not worth the effort for that one. Uh, we had Back to the Future, which was actually a really, really nice point and click... Well, not really point and click adventure. It was kind yeah, of like that. Yeah. It, it, is, it, it had that broken sword feel to it. Well, it's like a Telltale adventure game. Yeah. There was also Two Worlds 2, which I think was... Talked about, but never actually went anywhere. Yeah, I played a bit of the first one. I wasn't really a big fan. Yeah, I think the second one was supposed to be a little bit less serious, like like not taking itself so seriously and just trying to make a good game. Yeah. It didn't really do that. Uh, we had Marvel <laughs> versus Capcom 3 for the uh, fighting fans out there. That was actually a big deal for a lot of Street Fighter fans because Marvel versus Capcom 2 was a really, really big game for its time. We, of course, we had... Bulletstorm. 
Bulletstorm. Yeah, you know, um, missed that one. Yeah, almost missed that one. I actually really liked that game. I thought it was, it was pretty dumb. It like, was, I mean, I was not, it was just, it yeah. was kind of a dumb game. But that, yeah. that, that was the whole point of it. It yeah. was like, let's, like, even Cliff Blazinski said, I've always wanted to make a fucking three barrel shotgun, and I've always wanted to just make a game that is the definition of batshit crazy. Not like Unreal Tournament wasn't already that way, and uh, he did exactly that. I actually really enjoyed it. I don't think it was as good as uh, it was. It was a nice filler, yeah. but as soon as something else came along, I was I dropped it pretty quick. Well, yeah. It just it was. I guess I guess a lot of people bought it for the Gears of War three beta. Yeah, I think that got a lot more sales through that. I think it, it was just too dumb. It, it too much. It, it too was- much. I'm gonna punch you in your fucking dick. Yeah, <laughs> this dick's a dick cock. Um, like, it, it was it was basically yeah, which wasn't be, creative. I yeah, mean, no, visually no. looked great. I it thought was, it looked it great was meant visually. to almost be like a camp space pirate cowboy western spaghetti western sort of just anything that could just be over the. T- it was it was uh, an exercise in excess. Let's see how over the top we could just be, and, and that's what they went for. We had follow after that. We had Killzone three. Which was a, another big one in the, for the strategy fans out there. We had Dawn of War Two Retro, uh, Retribution, which was kind of an add-on to the last Dawn of War Two, but in fact it was its own game in one, and it was a very, very nice. Just yeah, it was just a really nice strategy. We had Pokemon Black and White, best Pokemon in my mind since Blue and Red. Yeah, I sunk way too many hours into Pokemon this year. Yeah, I, I played it, but I, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't get all. I, I kind of. I play it for. A while I get through most of the gyms and then I sort of just drop it because I don't have the down. time to play. It, it certainly doesn't. Like, I guess you know the, the first two were really the time I spent the most time playing Pokemon. Of so, course, yeah, yeah. Haven't haven't didn't didn't sink as many hours. Um, one. We had Dragon Age two. Uh, I love that game. Um, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I actually never got around to trying it. I really. Well, I don't. You played the first that. one, did you? No. No, um, I did. It was marginally different from the first one. It wasn't. It's kind of. I guess it's the. It's Bioware's other side of their Mass Effect series. Yeah. So they got the... Counterpart? Yeah, counterpart yeah. to the Mass Effect series. Uh, it, was, it was really good. It, it did the middle game though. Yeah, okay. Crisis 2, which you actually quite... You sort of half enjoyed? Not really. Like I, I enjoyed it because there was nothing else I was playing at that time. But it was... Uh, big critiques with it. The problem is it looked so... It was so visually beautiful that the way the motion blur had to be brought in Right. Otherwise, you, you can't really tell. And the motion blur really affected your ability to shoot, right. to move, to attack, to do anything. And as much as the stealth was really good, I, I don't think I don't think it's there's too much in there to utilize correctly. Right. It's you've got you can blaze in with special abilities that keep you strong. You can sit back and do stuff. You can go and stealth in, but inevitably it it, it just ends up being a, a shit fight every yeah, time. Okay. Then we had Dissidia Duo Deckham Final Fantasy. It's also Lego Star Wars, which uh, like another Lego Star uh, Wars, which people love. Yeah, which... yeah. I, I played the first Dissidia a whole bunch, and this one looks like it's more of the same, but with, it includes basically the whole first game and a whole bunch of yeah. new characters, and yeah, it's cool. It was good. Um, then we had basically nothing good for a little while. Then we got Portal Two, which was absolutely up there as being yeah one of the best. The I, I, I'd say that if we did vote. Across the board, we'd probably end up putting Portal Two as number one because I think we'd have the most matchups with it. It'd be one of the games that all three of us would match up with. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a few games out though I reckon would also fit into the into the we'd all match up with. Uh, I think I think I'd probably veto. I wouldn't be. <laughs> mine, mine, mine are way off from. I think I think because you guys played the PS3 and had a lot of PS3 ones and, and the Gears Skyrim? of War. 
Yeah, well, I mean, like that's probably one of the only other ones that we match oh. up on. But also we had, at that same weekend, Final Fantasy IV, the complete collection. Which I believe the Nintendo DS also got Final Fantasy IV. I'm not sure it was this year, but no, maybe that was a few years ago. But they've been doing these remakes of them, and that was actually really nicely sort of done. Even though it was an old game re-released, nicely done. Motorstorm Apocalypse came out in Australia, not in America. Um, and once again, great racing game. Uh, we've had a lot of racing games this year. Did you play that at all? Uh, yeah, yeah, I gave it a shot. It was really... it was. It was crazy to have entire tracks just fall apart underneath well, you. The feedback I got was a lot of people thought there was too much it was going too, on yeah, to really see was. what you it were doing a lot of time. very much that case. Yeah. All right. So then we had in May, L.A. Noir, which was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just Noir never was, got through it. I could just uh, never... I, I just that game. Could never yeah, was, give myself enough time to play it, which I really regret, but I'm never going to go back and play it. Oh, that you was, should have had yeah, way That was a great game. We had Infamous 2 on the... PS3. Nick's favourite game after 12 years it finally fucking came out. Duke Nukem Forever. It's not even worth mentioning. Um, yeah, it is. It's also, also Dirt no. 3 which was a um, relatively yeah, popular racing a, game release. Uh, part of the Colin McRae series. Unfortunately Colin McRae's name is no longer attached to it since he passed away two years ago. But nonetheless that, that is a great rally game. I like, really like the, the, the because I, I think it's almost based on the, the guy from that drove the, I never remember what his name is but he got he drove the monster car which was the you know the the, the three strike monster whatever they call it that's the, the oh, yeah, energy yeah, yeah. drink brand and he did that circuit where he he was uh, on a track and he'd go outside of the track then he'd go back onto mm. the track and he had uh, some guy riding on a Segway and he did donuts around the guy on the on the Segway and it was it was very interesting I think I probably what, you, what is this? Video. What are you talking oh, about? Oh wow! If I completely just—it was—it was like a stunt driver. It was yeah. a rally driver who did a stunt course, basically. But has this, what has this got to do with the game? Well, the game is visually—I think they have that course in there, and you can—it's one of the levels that. in the game. Yeah, oh, okay. And and it's—it was a precursor to the game. Yeah. As much as it did, I think the game took a lot of elements from that guy's driving. It's like that car is the car on the front cover of the game. Yeah. Oh, okay. And. We had a lot of 3DS games which were just re-releases of old games like Ocarina of Time, Star Fox. Well, it was, it was you know, an upgraded version. It wasn't of just Of course, you yeah, know, but that, that sort of thing. Then we I still had a lot of fun with We didn't have much for a little while. We had some nice XBLA games to see. We had Bastion, yeah. Limbo. Well, that was the, 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 the summer of, well, what was summer in the US of summer XBLA. Of Arcade, I think. Yeah. yeah, and there's some really good ones. Yeah. Um, so they, they released quite a few nice ones, but we actually had a fairly long run this year of Nothing. Yeah, like I guess you could put Deus Ex in there, but I think it was really a flop yeah. compared to... Resistance 3 came out uh, early September, which was a nice start to breaking off the cycle. We also yeah, had, we, we, let's not mention Dead Island. We had, <laughs> we'll leave that uh, on the wayside. Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine, which was a... a it was a nice Gears of War. Really did you, did you get it or...? I've played it. I haven't got it for the 360. I will go get it when I can find it nice and cheap because I'm only going to play the single player. Uh, then we had, yeah, Gears of War 3, along the racing thing again, we had Formula 1 2011, once again, the we had a 2010, but it had been a while since before that we had Formula 1 games, we had Forza, we had a new Forza this year as well. Uh, also, we had, um, no, not yet. We had Resident Evil 4, which they did in HD, which yeah. I actually really enjoyed, because I, I quite liked that game, I thought and, it was a great uh, game. And Code HD as well. And That's right. the Team Eco Colossus collection as well. Mm. Yeah. And there was a lot of, re there was a lot of HD remakes this year. And then we hit, the busy period of October onwards in which it started. Well, Gears of War 3, please. Oh, sorry, did I miss that? Sorry, Gears of War 3. Massive game. I, I absolutely adored it. Ben obviously does as well. Yeah, I finally uh, 
finished all my 50 waves of Horde. Oh, nice. <laughs> but it's just crazy that I'm still playing that game three months in and there's still so much stuff to do with, yeah. you know, playing through on different difficulties or the different, like, Horde and, and Beast mode. And mode, all the extra stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, I just played the uh, Ram Shadow DLC, which is awesome as well. So, yeah, lots of good stuff on that one. And then we hit, yeah, the heavy period, October, in which we had Dark Souls, Raid. Ah, you forgot 2K12! That game was amazing, I love uh, that, NBA 2K12. NBA 2K12, Dead Rising 2 off the record. Which it was arguably the best sports be game ever made. That's, that's what they're saying at the moment, um, so let's, let's give it some credit. Arkham City, we had get released. Just refusing to even acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah, no, because it's NBA, and I just can't think of anything worse. No, oh, uh, fuck I'm off. joking, I'm joking. Seriously, um, Ratchet and Clank. If, if we're going to go down that path, I'll, I'll, I'll go name all the games I didn't yeah. like of yours and go um, through all the other games. We had, we had the new Ratchet and Clank. No, no, the NBA was good. Uh, I'll give it credit. Um, you didn't play it, did you? I played the demo. Oh, okay. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Off 1. I can't play the NBA games anymore. They're too fucking realistic. We need some old school jam, which funnily there enough, is. we did. That's what I was leading into. Obviously, a new FIFA SP every year. Then we had... To start off, uh, as they called it, shooter season. Well, actually, shooter season has started. To keep it going, we had Battlefield 3. What else we had? We had a remake of Goldeneye for the Xbox, which was basically the Wii version, and it was shit. We had Uncharted 3. We had Modern Warfare 3. We had Assassin's Creed Revelation, Halo Combat Evolved remake, Super Mario 3D Land, Minecraft finally got its release, Arkham City. We've got Serious Sam 3, which I still have to try out because it's actually meant to be very, very good. Mm, yeah, from what I've heard, it's pretty uh, damn Mario good. Kart 7, a huge year. And uh, Saints Row the 3rd. And Saints Row well. the 3rd, Jesus, yeah. Skyward Sword as well, which is supposedly... Oh, fuck, Skyrim! <laughs> I also missed in there. Yeah, you missed Skyrim. Um, yeah, so, huge games. A huge year for gaming. I can't even begin to sort of really work out which game was my true favourite. Um, I could start by saying Uncharted 3 was definitely up there. Gears of War 3 was definitely up there, which sort of covers both the pro shooter on both sides of the consoles. L.A. Noir, I reckon, would have to be, would have to almost get my game of the year just because it came out of nowhere and blew me away. Yeah, I agree. Um, of all games, like all other games, you could see it coming. There were rather sequels, which were great, and they were always going to be good. But L.A. Noir was one of those games where at first I was like, I remember seeing it in a, a game. In, yeah, I'm, I'm so I, surprised that everyone's going on about not knowing it. I was looking yeah. forward to that game for over a year. Um, I, I was talking up the game for fucking ages and everyone's going, oh no, it looks pretty shit. And then I knew very, loved it. I, I'd seen it in Game Informer issue one, which I think I've got around here somewhere, where they just had original screenshots and then heard very little of it. Well, they announced it, up to like it five years or something before it yeah. came out. And then there was just nothing for forever. Yeah, and it, and it sort of came, but it came out of nowhere in the sense of, we went, oh, it's a Rockstar game. Oh, it's 1940s and oh, it's going to well, be a world. the first trailer that came out, everyone was well, going off about the motion technology. Yeah, and, and then well, a, lot of people, really a lot of people were, were saying, oh, it's not actually a Rockstar game, it's a Bondi game. It's, but Rockstar don't release games that they don't have a lot of control over. Yeah, no, no. I don't understand why people Bondi, thought they wouldn't be Bondi doing Bondi were their text. Their, yeah, their exactly. Text Bondi um, didn't make the game. Rockstar made the game. Bondi yeah. supplied some of the big technology. Yeah, absolutely. And um, not to take anything away from Team Bondi, rest in peace. But yeah, so... That, not to take anything away from them because it was great to have an Aussie developer come through and do some work like that and just completely blow us out of the water. But that game was beautiful and technologically amazing and looked fantastic on all systems that it was on just so nicely. And, and in fact, I can't believe I'm... Yeah, I, I, I would... 
put it up above stuff like Uncharted 3, given that I love Uncharted, but I actually think that is probably my game of the year. Would they you have, go yeah. back and are you going to go back and play it again? Absolutely, because I've still got. De- I'm going to go back and do all the DLCs. And the DLC was really good as well. Yeah, and the, the soundtrack was awesome, and probably one of my favorite stories of the year. Oh, it was just which, yeah, it you was don't, great. You don't get enough good stories in video games. And I, I, awesome. as much as I, I'm sure it was great, and I didn't get to, I did enjoy what I played, but I just didn't have the time to. I think it, it suffered from having a main story and one lot of 20 side missions that were all exactly the same pretty much and nothing else where there was no interaction besides doing quests and doing that extra stuff and I think while other rockstar while while other rockstar games do and I think because it is most likely from what is getting said that it's going to be released again or, or they're going to have another one rockstar will probably pioneer LA Noir 2 or something noir that will be uh, a lot better because I think they'll be able to bring all, all of that sort of stuff they used on something like Red Dead into it. All those the extra only, things. The only be. sort of downfall I felt is that the streets did feel kind of empty. There were people there, but there wasn't... There was no interaction at yeah. all. But there was still, you know, random car chases that you could pick up. There was only 20, like though. Yeah, and but there were still locations to be discovered. There was still some stuff around. It just wasn't as sort of fleshed out as, say, Skyrim is, where everything seems to interact. Well, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't as fleshed out as... Besides a main, like not including a main quest, uh, the extra stuff wasn't. It, it, it was probably the least fleshed out open world game ever made. I would have thought. But in terms of like those GTA open world game kind of things, I don't really play them for yeah. side missions anyway. Yeah, I, I, I want to get through. The oh yeah, I'm not, not saying that's anything wrong with that, but I think, I think if anything, it, it, they 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 can do more, and they probably should have done more with it. Well, I'm sure that yeah, it wasn't as open world as your yeah. GTA's, but it was. But it was a bit different. And, and, that's it was I yeah, about it. and it was also the first one as well. A lot of the, f- the times you do the first one, it's almost like... That's a exactly a what I said case. before. The, the second one will be the one where they yeah. do all this extra stuff. Um, but certainly that, that game was just magnificent. I loved it. There was a few games for sheer just having a crap ton of fun with my friends. I got to give it to stuff like Modern Warfare and even Bulletstorm where we just had fun blowing crap up because it was all about a bit of multiplayer and it was it was that sort of thing of screw the storyline we're just having fun but for sitting down and actually enjoying storylines Skyrim and LA Noir were probably the two that really I, I couldn't peel myself away from the TV sort of thing so they've definitely got my my votes for, for this year as such and we got to give Uncharted 3 a lot of love as, oh, well, as I said it, it hurts not to put Uncharted 3 as my number one flat out because it was great. Yeah. And it hurts, but there's two more that you thought were better. No, no, no. Well, well not, that not just shows how better. good games were yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not as such better. They just sort of stood out a little bit more because Uncharted 3 is the third installment. It's very hard for you to actually have a third installment better than, you, you know... A, well, a, I mean, Skyrim is technically the fifth installment and probably the second of its real... Third. Morrowind. Oh, yeah, okay, third of its yeah. real series. And then I guess you've got... Uh, what you've got all the fallouts that came between then as well, yeah. which which really are building up to it. So, I guess uh, absolutely to say that um, you've, you've you've kind of shot yourself in the foot. <laughs> no, well, just in the sense of like in most cases it was the case where it was the thing. Skyrim, I've never felt it really leading on from a storyline before. You know, the, the, well, I guess it, yeah. If you go storyline, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like you know, Gears of War had its original storyline. It had an arc that it was following. Uncharted had a storyline following an arc. You know, even if you really think about it, Call of Duty 
Modern Warfare 3. Well, this is a story. That, I don't know how you can say if you think about it. it is no, no, exactly but that's what I mean. All on. these games have these yeah. continuation of an arc, whereas so it means that you've already got this baseline for stuff to come out of nowhere. It, yeah, they, there were some games that I would rate as high as Uncharted 3, if not higher, um, because they were, yeah, something new and brilliant. For, if anything, Skyrim deserves respect just for the sheer size of that game. Well, for it to be up there with the top sellers of the year, it, it, and it to be what is essentially a fantasy game, yeah, is is a real accomplishment. But it amazes when, when you've got your your shooters yeah. and it's holding its own number wise against them. It just amazes me that it fits on a disc. Simple as that. Like on an Xbox three hundred and sixty disc, you get the entire game on one disc. That game is so huge. It is amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, like La Noire was on three discs on yeah. the three hundred and sixty. I think that may be due to the fact that they had to have all of the, the facial the recognition facial stuff. Capturing, yeah. And the problem is every face is probably a couple of gig on its own. I'm sure it was, yeah. So anyway, um, I guess my the, the two I spent the most time in are 2K11 from last year and 2K12 from this year. They're the ones I spent the most time playing because I they're the ones that I can pick up for 15 minutes play and, and leave, and they're the I know what I'm getting each time. Whereas I don't always want to sit down and plug through a game. If we're looking at games you plug through, uh, I'd have to say it would go to probably Dragon Age two and Skyrim, they're the ones I would have spent the most time in storyline-wise. I did enjoy both those games, but I guess I'm, I'm probably moving away from being your normal game player. I, I, I'm defaulting towards basketball games because I just want to get in there and do something that's mindless and I can work out while I'm playing rather than... Well, it's that kind of thing we don't have often time to sit down and play a 50-hour game no, anymore. not at all. So uh, it's good to... That, that, that's what happened with play. Noir. It's just every time I'd needed to sit down for hour plus never had the time to sit down yeah. for an hour plus well that's that's the thing why i was so surprised by that game because it made me like stop yeah. doing other stuff yeah and play that game oh just... i didn't just didn't have that for me unfortunately yeah fair enough yeah so... the amount of times i had an early start the next day and found myself still playing at the six o'clock in the morning was yeah amazing yeah do we have anything else we need to really cover i think that was fucking boring cool <laughs> yeah most people would be bored shitless but um for those who have stuck with us for the last six months thanks for listening um, um We'll be back in the new year. Hopefully, we'll have more content on the website in the new year because that's one of my resolutions is to actually get this uh, website up and running and going strong. But yeah, if you have anything you want to send us, uh, whether it be just hate mail or normal mail, uh, the usual, podcast at Because those X. are the only two kinds. Yeah. Because we definitely read out your mail when it comes in. Yeah. Podcast at pressx.com.au. Yeah, thanks for listening to us this year and uh, we'll see you in the new year. Games for this year, or games that are just going to come out before the end of the year. We've got Oddworld, Strangers Wrath Wrath HD, uh, and Star Wars Old Republic, which I'm sure is going to be great, but I'm not going to be able to play it. Fun, but unless you have a shit ton of time, don't bother. And yeah, simple as that. Cool. Wow, cop that Star Wars. No, no, listen, it was a good game. It's just, it's another MMO, and I don't think it will have... Well, I guess you've you've only been able to play... A very short. Oh yeah, amount. absolutely. So, did, did you already get the full game? No, you um, just played a bit of the beta. I played the beta. Yeah, it was just in the beta. But my main thing for it is, is like all these MMOs that sound awesome when they are first being talked about and being released, they're still competing against World of Warcraft. Yeah, I, I, I know you're saying that, and I know, but I don't think the people that play World of Warcraft are going to play Star Wars, and I don't think people that I don't think I think most of the people that are going to play Star Wars aren't World of Warcraft players. It's going to be a whole influx of new fans that there don't play MMOs, new, an influx and of that's what that's what will keep it alive because but it's Star Wars. There is a lot of cross gaming 
fan oh, yeah. fans in there. there I, I think you'll find it's it's still the case where there's going to be a lot of people that are like, sweet, old Republic, they play it for a month, like DC Universe Online, not as big a fan base as Star Wars, but still decently big, that went and played it for a, a month, two months, and then went back to World of Warcraft because they've invested their time there. And that's why games like EverQuest are still going, where people are still playing it because they've invested so much time. And as a post-World of Warcraft addict, I still feel like going and playing World of Warcraft every now and again because I know I've invested the time. So you're not going to play this one at all? No, I'm not going to spend the money. Okay, cool. Alright, uh, well, yeah. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, Happy Hanukkah to everyone else. And <laughs> everyone cool. else, because yeah. there's only two people that care. Yeah, there's, cool. only, there's only two types of people. Yeah, Christmas people and Hanukkah people. Yeah. <laughs> Jews and Christians. No, I'm just joking. No, no, to whatever you celebrate, believe in, or for the atheists out there that Nick told to fuck off, don't believe in. Yeah. Well, they do believe in something. Ha they believe ha in yeah. not believing in one particular thing. Have have a safe holiday season, and we'll see you in the new year. Cool. I'm Kurt. I'm out. Ben. Nick, see ya. See ya.